Hey guys, Trigger here. I'm here to talk to you about a company called Stain Metal 666 that's based out of Mexico. Um, they're really involved in the metal music scene. Uh, I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I really do love listening to rock and metal music. Uh, been that way for a long time. I'm into a lot of bands. Uh, one of the bands I currently started listening to a lot is Ginger, and they've worked closely with them on promoting their shirts and their hats and everything they have to offer with this business. So I'm here to give them a shout out because I just ordered from them recently and they definitely have a positive message of loving music and loving metal music and staying together as a community through metal music. So definitely, definitely a good company to be a part of, and they're looking for support. Um, I'm going to link their Facebook page in the, in, the, in the podcast part of it, so y'all can definitely check them out. Uh, the link will be in the description, and uh, yeah, just give them a chance. Uh, Luis is a hard worker, and he'll work with you to get whatever product you need from them shipped worldwide. And uh, it's definitely worth the wait. They're amazing products. I am waiting to get mine in this week and I'll definitely be supporting and wearing it. So yeah, definitely check them out and uh, take it easy and stay metal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wrestling Has Lost Its Way. A couple of things to talk about, so to get it going, here's Johnny. All right, well, the the last time we were on, I, I want to make correction to a, a couple of things that I had said when I was talking about uh, Del Wilkes uh, passing. Uh, first, when he wrestled in Japan, he wrestled for all Japan pro wrestling. I said New Japan. He wrestled for All Japan. And his top rope finishing move was not called the Scud Missile. It was called the Patriot Missile, which actually makes more sense. He did an interview with Sean Rossap a few months ago that Sean just posted on the 4th of July, which was few days after after he he passed away and i i want to share a, a warning to people out there that he was something he talked about if you go to a wrestling convention and you see the patriot there signing autographs it's not the patriot that's not <laughs> that's not that's not del wilkes and i'm not saying that just because he's passed now this was going on even while he was still alive he said that for years there was a wrestler named Tom Brandy, or there is a wrestler named Tom Brandy, that's been impersonating him without his permission. Uh, this guy, he, he even went as far as last year when when he was asked, are you Dale Wilkes? He said, yes. Yes, I am. 
and and, and another signing that the that the real Dale Wilkes was at last year. Somebody said, "Hey, I saw you last year at so and so place," and Dale Wilkes was like, "No, you didn't. That wasn't me." So yeah, so don't fall for it. There's an impersonator out there. Uh, he's a dick <laughs> for doing that. Well, uh, at least now you will know that it's the impersonator. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, Freddie, when you when you played the uh, WWE games in the past, when you did the creator wrestler, have, have you ever noticed that, uh, like maybe some of the gear or even the, the masks masks that they have resemble the Patriot? Some of them, yes. Yeah, that's because WWE has been using his likeness for years. But credit to WWE, which is something we can't say that often. Hmm. Uh, up until his death, WWE was still sending Dale Wilkes residual checks every month. So, you know, props to WWE on that. All right. Uh, now for some... Some sad news. We had a passing this week. Uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff passed away on, on Monday. He was 71 years old. He was known, known best for uh, his... Uh, he was the main event of WrestleMania 1. He teamed with Roddy Piper against Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. And... Uh, he was uh, actually wrestled in WCW back in the in the nineties, also. <clears throat> and uh, last week, Don Morocco posted on Twitter that, unfortunately, uh, Terry Funk is now living in an assisted living facility, suffering the early stages of dementia. And um, not to make fun of it, but I wonder how Terry Funk got dementia. All those chair shots to the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, so then uh, Tommy Dreamer replied to the tweet saying, "Saying not to worry, he's he is in good spirits. He talks to him all the time." And this is a direct quote from Terry Funk: "I'm currently living in a assisted living place with my thumb up my ass, whistling Dixie, but I forgot the I forgot the words." <laughs> <laughs> At least he's got humor on. Yeah. So yeah. So you know, we'll continue to pray for him because that's that's something that progressively it'll get worse as time goes on. Okay, I I want to bring up an indie wrestler. There's an indie wrestler. Her name is Kelsey Heather. Uh, I I don't think you guys probably have heard of her. I didn't hear about her until this week. Um, the reason I brought her up is because on Monday, uh, on AEW Dark Elevation, she lost in a match with against uh, Layla Hirsch, but that's not, not why I brought it up. At the same time, she was also on Raw. She was one of Bobby Lashley's ladies. <laughs> ah, one of Lashley's beautiful ladies. They're not prostitutes. We don't know. 
<laughs> they're not it's, it's not the ho train 2.0 we don't know yeah. we got rid of them this week anyway <laughs> yeah yeah but but uh, th that was history right there just because raw was taped in advance the week before uh, and well i mean so was dark elevation too but yeah that was i think she was the, the first woman wrestler to appear uh, on the same show or two different shows on the same night uh, I know Lex, not Lex Luger, but uh, Rick Rude did it back in 96. Just back when Raw was only taping live every other week. So he uh, he signed with, with WCW and appeared on Nitro. But he had he was already had already appeared on the Raw that taped the week before. So he was on Raw and, and Nitro the same night back in 96. Lex Luger came close to doing that uh, when he uh, he appeared on on the uh, debut episode of Nitro back in '95. Uh, he signed with 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 WCW because the day before his contract with WWE was up. So that Sunday night he appeared at a, for a house show uh, in a house show for WWE, <laughs> and the next night he was on Nitro. Just so the weird weird things that happens. Speaking of contracts, what we missed while we were out, out last week, Alistair Black debuted in AEW as Malachi Black. Now, the reason that he he uh, debuted only after thirty five days of being uh, after being released. WWE screwed up his contract because, uh, you know, as we know, NXT wrestlers, they only have a 30-day non-compete clause. Well, when when Alistair was brought up to the main roster in 2019, they forgot to change that part in the contract. <laughs> so, nice going, WWE. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you for fucking up, WWE. I never thought I'd be able to say that. <laughs> we say that all the time. Yeah, but <laughs> normally in the bad way, this is them yeah. fucking up in a good way. Well, I got, I have some uh, other, some good news that Freddie will like. It seems that uh, at SummerSlam, we may not get Brock Lesnar or John Cena. Uh, Brock Lesnar said there's uh, some some creative control issues or or creative issues with his character, and John Cena's supposed to start filming uh, a, a new movie in Europe next month, in August, which might might. Uh, uh, might hamper his uh, his uh, issues with uh, you know showing up for summertime. The fast ten? No, no. <laughs> it's it's called uh, it's called Argyle. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but there was also word earlier in the week that uh, he's he may appear as early as next Friday SmackDown. So who who knows? 
on the downside of this, since they can't get Lesnar or Cena, there are rumors that this Monday on Raw, Goldberg is going to show up to confront Lashley. Hmm. So, I'm getting this is the order of of the of the the part time slash legends that WWE has that they call up. Okay, let's call up Brock. He can't make it. Let's call Cena. He can't make it. Okay, we'll call Goldberg. What if Goldberg can't make it? Call the Undertaker. Mm. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's pretty much going to do it for for news for this week. <laughs> yeah, Brock's creative difference, character differences. He doesn't have Paul. Paul's working with the head of the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's either that or have you all seen the most recent picture of Brock? No. Okay, I have. Maybe the creative differences WWE and Brock are having is that WWE probably doesn't like Brock Lesnar's man bun. <laughs> yes, he's growing out his hair. Brock has a man bun. Well, Seth and Roman have man buns. John Cena has a man bun. Or he had a man bun. Yes, but... They've had them for a while. John Cena, not so much, but he's a pussy anyway, so who cares? <laughs> Don't ask me how I feel. I just said it. <laughs> yeah, it's just something different for Brock. When I saw it, I'm like, ah, I don't know how this looks. But at the same time, it's Brock Lesnar, so I'm not going to fuck with him. Like, wear your hair however you want to wear it. You're an actual MMA fighter. You can kick my ass. <laughs> right, yeah. and yeah, yeah, you're 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 an adult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just wouldn't fuck with them, man. Let, let just anyone but him, man. Like Brock Lesnar, get him in there. You know, anybody but Goldberg. Yeah, I agree. I hope not. <laughs> yeah. So now that we got the news in there, I'm going to go ahead and go over to Johnny and see what his moment was for Raw. All right. Well, this was, even though this was pre-taped, this was the, the last official show in the Thunderdome. Thank God. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we don't ever have to see the Thunderdome again. Uh, I just I'm just wondering if if WWE is all of a sudden gonna start selling TVs <laughs> because they, because they got all the Thunderdome screens. <laughs> I mean that would be one way of Vince. Yeah, we, we all know it's Vince. He's always about the money. We've said it before. That's no surprise. He could individually number every panel of TVs. Yeah. And sell them off and be like, hey, you get a panel of the Thunderdome. 
hey, you get a panel of the Thunderdome, and that's how he makes money, and everybody's like, hey, we got a panel from the Thunderdome. People are stupid. They'll buy that shit up. Yes, they would. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, especially if you got you get like a like wrestler sign the back of it. <laughs> okay, so I, I yeah, since this was still in the dumb drum, it wasn't a great episode of Raw. Uh, but one thing I, I I did like is that we did see the return of of Damien Priest. Yeah, he uh, he helped. Uh, he, well, he didn't. Well, I guess he did help because uh, Sheamus had a match with Humberto Carrillo and and. You know, just like like the hill does. You know, Sheamus attacked Creo in the back before the match, and you know, at first Damien asked him, he was like, "Are you okay?" And so they went out, and Sheamus went out and had the match with Creo. Only only lasted like maybe a minute, uh, maybe less than a minute. But then uh, then Priest came out and confronted him. So I'm. Um, actually looking forward to seeing what they have planned with Damien Priest now that he's done with uh, Bad Bunny and The Miz and Morrison. So hopefully things are going to be looking up for him. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so also uh, we they tease Bobby Lashley breaking up with MVP. Bobby Lashley, he lost a match against uh, Xavier Woods in the Open, which I I, I don't know if it's, if it's a good sign, you know, them pinning, the, having the champion be pinned the week before the pay-per-view, um, which uh, I, I guess uh, Lashley was upset because of, of, you know, he thinks that, MVPs had him having him lose his focus with all the the women and the and the the VIP lounge and the partying and all that. So uh, Lashley just tore up the the VIP set, and yeah. So I'm, you know maybe this partnership is about to end, and if it and I I think it will end if. If Lashley does lose tomorrow, don't, it's weird. Don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's weird because he used to have so many people having his back. You no longer have Cedric. You no longer have your girls anymore. Because now they're off doing their own things. <laughs> All you got is MVP, man. And I'm I'm not saying Bobby needs somebody by his side, but for them to give him people to be around and then just lose everybody just like that. I don't think they know what they're doing with him. <laughs> Even though he's the champion, like they still have no clue of 
who to give them, who to not give them. They're just doing things as they go. Like, it worked before because there was no fans. Right. So hopefully now that there is fans, they get their shit together because it doesn't look good right now with Lashley. Him being the champion and them doing everything they're doing like this, it just doesn't it doesn't look right to me. So hopefully they get their shit together with that on Monday. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Well, th- those were my moments. Unless he's no longer champion on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Which there's a lot of there's a lot of speculation going around what's going to happen with that and how it's going to be affected by the money in the bank winner and all that. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that more on later, but yeah, there's just a lot of speculations going on. Yeah. This could potentially be a very big weekend if done right. We will see. And we will touch on that here in a little bit, but before we do that, Drew, what's your moment overall? It's a rematch. I'm sorry, but these two just put on a show. Too many rematches. But the false count anywhere between Morrison and Ricochet was great. Yeah. <laughs> At least I thought so. Well, yeah, I, I agree with that. That was a good. Yeah, the uh, you had a neck breaker on an apron. A 450 off the barricade. Uh, Ricochet jumped over the ring post to do a moonsault. Uh, and I love when Riddle came out and put Miz on his back in the wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> so he couldn't help Johnny. <laughs> and then the splash on the ladder of the pin. You knew it was going to end up with the ladder since these two are in the ladder match and it's, it was the go-home show. Have a ladder in there somewhere. Yeah. I don't want to take anything away. But before I say what I'm going to say, I agree with you. This was a step up, even though it was a rematch. This was an even better match than the first one. (sighs) Don't do them so back-to-back. I don't know how many more they're going to do. For all I know, they're going to do at least three more. <laughs> Make it feel special. If, if we see it week after week after week, no matter how good the match is, eventually it's going to feel lackluster. I still got excited for all those spots that you said, but in between all of that, I was like, we have already seen this. <laughs> so if you're going to do it, either spread it out or give them some sort of better story to move on. and Don't just make it match after match and stepping it up every single time. Just make it worth our time is all I want. And at least this was a better match. I agree with you on that. Falls down anywhere. It was more barbaric. But 
let this be it. Because I don't know how much further you can push the envelope with these two. Right. They already put <laughs> yeah. their body on the line so much. Yeah. 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 Stop, quit while you're ahead, and quit before one of them gets injured. Right. Because at the rate they're going, they're going to have to start doing some shit that they're not used to doing. And that's where the mistakes happen. So. Well, this week it's going to be the first Raw in front of fans, so hopefully they won't be doing that match again, especially since... They're both in the money in the bank, so that's going to be after after the pay per view. So maybe they maybe they'll have something else for them to do. I hope so. Yeah. As far as my moment, I mean, y'all seem to took the good ones there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I just I really want to know why. Why the hell does gender have a motorcycle? <laughs> oh, oh, you know why? Because they have a, they have a new toy out. It's 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 an actual motorcycle uh, that has breakable parts. Has nine breakable parts. You can break it, and put it back together, and you can even put your wrestling figures on the bike. Mm. It's all it's all marketing. It's all marketing. That's all it is. So you're using an ex WWE champion who is in the money in the bank ladder match, <laughs> destroying a bike just to sell toys. Again, his WWE championship run was used for marketing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sure, like this. I guess this truly is a kid show. <laughs> and and yes, I think they do. They do have. I think Drew McIntyre do figure does have a sword with it too. Y'all see it? Yeah, yeah. It's the bike. <laughs> it comes with the Drew McIntyre figure. <laughs> the wreck and slam cycle. <laughs> yes. If That's I why remember, Jigger has a bike. If I remember correctly, it's uh, the Wreck and Smash cycle vehicle. Oh, I, I saw that a few years ago because I, I actually a, a former tag team champion, Nicholas, actually did an unboxing of that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that was like, like after, that was after after Braun had destroyed an actual vehicle. <laughs> yeah. This, this just proves the steps and how difficult it's going to be for Raw to be better now that fans are back. They're going to have to drop bullshit like this <clears throat> and just focus on the product. Don't focus on selling toys. Don't focus on promoting all the shirts. Focus on the wrestling. And it could work. So, yeah. Those those are my thoughts as far as that moment. I just wondered why they had a bike there. 
And now we know. And now we know why. <laughs> yeah. So step up your shit for Raw, and we'll see how that goes this following Monday. So now that we got our moments in there for Raw, I'm going to go over to Johnny and get his thoughts on the first SmackDown back with fans. Full attendance. Unfortunately, it had to be Houston, Texas, but what are our thoughts on it? It... It was it was a sellout crowd, and it was different. I I honestly felt like there was a lot more energy that night or last night. It seemed like all the wrestlers had more energy. You know the fans the fans were hyped up. Uh, <clears throat> a little lackluster in the opening though when Vince came out and. The music played, and and the fans all got the chant. No chance in hell. All he did was get in the ring and just say, "Where the hell you been?" And just walk. He didn't up. make it to the ring. He just stopped on the ramp. Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. It's like, where the hell y'all been? Just walked away. And I that it was was, funny. It, it was funny, and it would have been an even better line if he would have given a little speech. But then again, he already gave a speech before WrestleMania, so. Right. So yeah. So uh, I, I mean, it it was it was okay. It was all right. I think it could have been done better. Uh, <clears throat> the thing I liked most uh, was uh, Sami Zayn came out, <clears throat> and first, <clears throat> sorry, uh, you know, people. There's certain song, uh, songs that people like to sing with in in. In WWE, in wrestling, really, Sammy came out. They start singing his along to the music. Sammy was like, "No, stop the music!" You know, he doesn't want people singing along with, with the music. He gets in the ring, starts, you know, complaining about, "Oh, what, what? Now I've got, now I've got, you know, witnesses to to seeing that the conspiracy against me and saying that I I should be, you know." I should be in the money make match. They should, they should take that briefcase down and just hand me the contract on the silver platter. And you know what? And then, surprisingly, unbeknownst to everyone, because I hadn't heard any, any word about this, the music starts playing. It's Finn Balor making his return to the main roster. Comes down, he he beats up Sammy, gives him the gives him the the DDT, gives him the coup de gras. So yeah, Finn Balor's back on the main roster, and I hope I hope it's a, for him it's a better run this time around. I I could see maybe by the Royal Rumble I could see Finn. Going after the universal title, you know, because he he does have a legit legitimate claim to it because he never lost the title. He had to give it up a day after winning it because of injury. So, you know, again, hopefully they just do him right. Yeah, I really do hope they do him right because, like you said. He never lost the Universal Championship. 
So there's that connection there. They could build the story off of that. And just the way his run was after he came back from that injury, it was never the same. He was never given a legit shot. They never they never got behind him after that. So I hope with them bringing him back here that they have a plan for him. It just wasn't because of it being the first show in front of fans again and hey we want to get that great reaction so we're going to bring up Balor and then worry mm-hmm. about what to do with him afterwards that's what scares me is WWE has been known as, obviously it's more during the pandemic era that they had no clue what they were doing when they brought some people up mm-hmm. so hopefully and, this yeah. is different yeah, and there were more people uh, backstage in, in dark matches before SmackDown. Xylee uh, was backstage. Aaliyah was backstage, which I'll talk more about her in a minute. Uh, and uh, there was a tag team match with Austin Theory teaming up with Davey Boy Smith Jr. So, yeah. So, <laughs> So sound like there's gonna be some more people coming. Yeah, yeah, definitely and some. Tony's coming back. next week too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. And uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. We haven't seen him in ten years in WWE. Yeah. Definitely shit happening. Stuff being moved around now that we're good. Now that they're going back on the road, so. A lot of questions, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. We'll, we'll only know with time. Hey, wait a minute. Isn't Zai Lee half of the women's tag champions in, in NXT? No. No? It's uh, EO. EO and Zoe Stark. Okay. Okay. I know I get to, I get to be. Okay. All right. Zai Lee's fighting for no, I'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing this thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, yeah, happy to see Finn Balor back. Just hope they do that right. So we'll see what plans they have there for him or lack thereof. So now that we got Johnny's moment in there, I'm going to go over to Drew and see what his moment of SmackDown was. Uh, I kind of like Liv and Zelina. Doing commentary <laughs> during the tag team match and couldn't go through the whole match without starting to fight the outside. <laughs> I mean, the fight was good. I think the bickering was a little annoying. Oh, it was, but it was all just to distract Natalia and Tamina so Shotzi and Knox could get the win. <laughs> yeah. So now they're 2 0 against the tag champions. Yeah, Yeah. I I think the bickering was meant to be annoying, (laughs) which I'm fine with. I mean, a a lot of bickering in WWE I find annoying, so it is what it is. Hey, look, I'm not going to take away (laughs) from them being in the Money in the Bank match, you know, 
if they want to bicker, let them bicker. But just don't make it so annoying. But yes, the spots afterwards with the fight were great. And and this this week WWE dashed our hopes because they named Tamina as the last entrant in the and women's Natalia. winning event. Yeah, Natalia too. You know, we were all thinking, oh, I had heard two names. It was either going to be Sonya Deville or Becky Lynch. And I've been predicting Becky since when? <laughs> WrestleMania? Yeah. <laughs> when she didn't show up at WrestleMania? Well, yeah. So they gave Bailey the spot to get beaten up by the Bellas. Yep. Yeah. Definitely get got our hopes up there. We were hoping for it to be someone better, but shit, shit could still happen. Yeah, I, I have could get. Just gonna say, I have my speculations. Either someone yeah. gets gets injured, or, or maybe she attacks someone backstage and ends up taking their place, or they get injured somehow. Or she'll confront the winner of Charlotte and Rhea. Which, if she does that, Charlotte's probably going to win. Yeah, more than likely. Now, we've seen that a hundred times. Let Rhea win and have her confront Rhea. Well, we've also seen Becky Lynch versus Rhea. We've seen it all. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. Yeah, Yeah, we have. But But not as much as Becky versus Charlotte. Yeah, true. But you know, you know it's WWE. They want they want the matches that that they're used to presenting, the ones that make the money. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, right now at this point, because of because of her having to go out for being pregnant, which cool, you know. I'm not going to knock that because it's an awesome thing. Mm. Becky's always going to be money, no matter who you put her with. And there's plenty of other people now that you can put her with. Sure, there's not a lot of women. We've said that. But you're bringing more into the fold. There's plenty of things you can do that haven't been done before. So just... Take a chance on something else is all I'm saying. So, hell yeah. Pretty good moment there, Andrew. Um, I'm, I'm just going to speak on SmackDown as a whole. It felt different from the beginning. Yeah, when Vince came out and did his one line, that was a little weird. I think they could have done more there, but it was what it was. But we immediately went to getting the Mysterios coming out, Edge coming out, super loud, super excited for Edge and the Mysterios. Yeah, yeah, all into it. Yeah, when when Edge came out, all Michael Coe's head was wow. Yeah, just because of the pop that he got. Yeah, I. I think I've said this here before. I don't like to show emotion. Yeah, I I keep shit hidden because that's just the way I am. I don't like to show much emotion. I was having dinner 
right when SmackDown started. That was the wrong time to be having dinner. All right. <laughs> Edge coming out, the Mysterios coming out, listening to how the crowd reacted. The booze for Roman Reigns, which they booed him hard. Yeah. Which is what I wanted. Because even though we associate booze with, oh, that's negative and whatever in real life, this is WWE. This is wrestling. This is the character he portrays. So the harder you boo him right now, that's actually a sign of respect for the character work he has done during the pandemic. I, I was just happy yeah. to see fans, to hear the fans. Oh, yeah. It felt and, really different. And also, you know, I, I talked about them singing along the same things. Uh, interesting. It was great to hear them singing along again, again to Shinsuke's music. Yeah. And along with Finn Balor doing yeah. his thing. Like yeah. All those little things that we took for granted as uh, you know what? This is a weekly theme. We see this every Monday. We see this every Wednesday and Friday, now Tuesdays. Yeah, taking that shit for granted and then for it to have gone away for a little bit over a year. Yeah, to have it back, it's, it's fucking amazing. And, and, and they got, you know... The, like I said, the wrestlers had more energy, especially in that that last Fatal Four Way match uh, towards the the end when when uh, Kevin Owens put Shinsuke to the table. Yeah, yeah, it was er, er, everything was different from the fans being there, from the level of excitement the talent showed to how everything was carried out throughout the show. There was there wasn't really a dull moment on SmackDown. Even Baron Corbin was good. Yeah. They even, they even chanted along with Big E when he confronted Paul in the back. Yeah, that was gold, man. That yeah. was fucking gold. I like that shit. Yeah. Big E <laughs> is a national treasure. And, and and also, I just want to comment, too. I noticed, because uh, during the Corbin segment, you know, he was showing that that fake website on the Titantron. And the, yeah. they they showed, uh, they were showing, you know, the uh, you get a clear shot of how the stage looked and how the Tron looks. I got, like, late 90s, early 2000s vibes <laughs> from that, that Titantron. Yeah. Like they went back to a classic classic look. Yeah, it, it definitely looks a lot more classic compared to what they've done these last couple of times. It, it looks a lot better. It, How can I put this? How they've always said less is more. Yeah. It seems like they were trying to do too much before. This is simple, straight to the point. It looks good. Less is more, like they said. And the one thing I was going to say before I wrap up SmackDown here is I've given Baron Corbin a lot of shit. 
for the whole King Corbin bit being way too long, it going way past its expiration date. I have to see where they're going with this, but just the way he's playing off this character, it's different for him. It's something different right now. I have to see how it plays out, but it, I, I see a lot of people saying, I don't know, do we feel different about Corbin now? Do we not hate him because of this character change and where it could possibly go? I know Man, I told Johnny him. this. <laughs> <laughs> I know I told Johnny this, but I didn't tell Andrew this, I think, uh, about his cameos and what he what he said. He said, I don't want to do these cameos, but I need the money. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's him overworking it like always. He's on Twitter playing the character. He he gives it 110% and he just needs to find the right character. King Corbin wasn't it. We'll see where they go with this, but... I see potential there. As much as it pains me to say that about Corbin, we will see how it goes. I might be a little interested, but it has to be done right. So He's probably one of those people that will, like The Miz, they're always a heel, and they're good at it. <laughs> they don't go yeah. back and forth, heel face, heel face. They're just always a heel, and they're really good at it. Yeah, I actually don't think he's been a face. <laughs> yeah, me maybe when he was in the NXT, but not on the main roster. No, I don't think even in NXT. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so either. Yeah. So, just something else to see what SmackDown is gonna mess around with. <clears throat> A lot of great shit there on the first show back with fans. So Monday That's is just, gonna be the true test. Yeah. Let's just hope they keep it up. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, because we we know you know we know how bad Raw's been. So yeah, Monday's gonna be gonna be the 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 real the real test to see how how much of a difference fans are gonna make. Uh, this last week for the first time ever, AEW Dynamite actually beat uh, Raw in the in the eighteen to forty nine demo. So yeah. So hopefully they can they can step it up with Raw. Yeah. It was because of yeah. the demo well, god. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. all because of Jericho. <laughs> so yeah, we'll have to see what happens on Raw. SmackDown was definitely a great step forward. I didn't mind it. It was very entertaining. So now that we got our thoughts in there for SmackDown, I'm gonna go over to Drew and get the rundown on NXT. Did you get to watch it, John? I I, I did. Uh, Go ahead. And I, I actually <laughs> I actually have a have a couple little uh, little notes to put out there before before I talk about you know, the show. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but right at the beginning of the show, when Amber Moon was coming out. Vig Joseph said that her uh, her former uh, tag partner Shotzi had won the WWE tag tag titles 
the previous yeah, week. I heard that. Which she obviously didn't. No. <laughs> they beat the tag champions, but they didn't win the titles. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's also, uh, 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 Freddie, you, you, need, you need to go back and watch. There's a new wrestler. Her name is uh, Gigi Dolan. Her entrance music sounds a lot like Marilyn Manson's version of Sweet Dreams. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I, I, I got that. And on that match, uh, she wrestled uh, Saray. And for some reason, well, which we uh, I eventually found out, but Mandy Rose came out to watch the match. Uh, from the and just stood there at the at the entrance the whole time. Uh, he, uh, the two in the ring were a little distracted, but uh, uh, Saray got the win on that on that match. But later on, um, Mandy Rose was seen with uh, with the Robert Stone brand with Frankie Monet and Jessica Maya and Robert Stone. Then this was after. After Aaliyah kicked Robert Stone's ass in the ring. Yeah, yeah she did. <laughs> she did the hell out of him. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Anytime Robert Stone gets beat up, I'm happy. Especially yeah. if it's by the girls. Well, it's always by the girls. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I, I actually don't know if Robert Stone is a legit wrestler or not. They haven't, I don't know either. Because they haven't pre- presented, presented him like that yet, so... I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he is an indie wrestler, and this is just a character they have him playing right now. I, I don't know. Uh, at least, at least for him, he doesn't have to deal with getting run over by shots he's tanking. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, so okay. So the reason that Mandy is now on NXT is just because WWE just made a trade. Uh, Ali is going up to the main roster. Uh, I said, like I said earlier, she was backstage at SmackDown, so I'm not sure what branch is going to be on yet. But uh, yeah, so Elias on the main roster, and Mandy's back in back in NXT, and look look to to uh, being a, she's jumped right into a storyline. So that's uh, that's good. Um, uh, Mandy Rose wasn't really doing much on the main roster anyway, so. Hopefully it's a it's a new start for her. <clears throat> Wasn't they in a storyline with Tamina? And <laughs> they were, and, and they were just they, they were they just stopped it. Looks yeah, like. yeah. So really, uh, Nia Jax, Tamina, not Nia Jax, uh, Natalia and Tamina. They had they had two storylines: one on Raw, one on SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that was in, in the end of that. Uh, there was there was a there was a lot that went on on the show. The uh, I don't know what you, what else to talk about. <laughs> there was so much uh, that they did they did have the vignettes of uh, of, of Cameron. Cameron Grimes being. Uh, being Elinette's, uh his uh, butler, the first one was uh, he had to uh, he had to mow Elinette's lawn, which was not very big. But then again, he also had to use a push mower. 
Not with an engine, one of those rolling push mowers from like the 30s. Yes, yeah, <laughs> which I don't know where you find those anymore. Antique shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. And you had to get a makeover because he was yeah. too. So LA Knight made him tr trim up his hair, trim up trim up his beard, so gave him a man bun. Speaking of man buns. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a style now. I don't know. <laughs> I wish. Oh, it's, it's, it's really to me that's just really just wearing a piece of shit on your head. It's like Go back ahead. in the in like Freddie. I I don't know if you ever saw like back in the nineties when the the Mexican kids would have their head shaved, but then here in the front they would just have a big chunk of hair hanging. Uh, yeah. Like look like a just a piece of shit hanging from your head. I, I never like I never liked that look. Anyway, Guilty. anyway, oh. Guilty. Oh. I had that. Didn't the Missy Link have that? Oh, <laughs> maybe. Me fucking but that was cool. like a Mexican Tyson kid. <laughs> anyway, what else happened on NXT, Andrew? Uh. Uh, Ember fought uh, Dakota Kai one on one. Dakota Kai got the win, but afterwards, Zia Lee came out and challenged Raquel for the title. And there's a title match next week. Um, Lewis took on Escobar. Escobar won because of Legado Del Fantasma kept distracting Loomis. Yeah. And uh, at the end of it, Indy came out and tried to carry Dexter to the back, and they fell. And he was laying on the ground. She was laying over, and they were fixing to kiss. And, and then she, and Kansas, came, Kansas out. came out and pushed her away. <laughs> uh, Adam Cole came out and talked about how he beat Kyle and everything, but Bronson Reed came out and kind of challenge Cole. So that looks like it might be a new Yeah. Yeah, Bronson said I, there again. Bronson said I have I have nothing to lose now that he, he doesn't have the, the title anymore. Right. Uh but the main event, Karrion Cross defended his title against Johnny Gargano. Samoa Joe was special guest referee. Uh, the crowd was definitely behind Johnny, just chanting Johnny pretty much all night long. I noticed there was a second ref at ringside helping out Samoa Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he never got in the ring, but he was out there helping because Joe kept having trouble with his earpiece, and so the, the other ref was going to asking the guys if they were okay or stuff whenever they got thrown around, body slammed, whatever. Um. Pretty much, Karrion Cross just beat the hell out of Johnny. Karrion <laughs> uh, retains the belt. Uh, Joe's going to leave the ring. Karrion Cross comes up behind him and puts him in his uh, submission move and chokes out Johnny. Uh, uh, chokes out Joe as the show goes off the air. So he's been provoked. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so 
he's been provoked, so now he can now he can fight it. So I I think this will be Samoa Joe's first match on NXT. Probably. Even though I don't know if he's even medically cleared, is he? Um, I I think he's he I, and well, he's still trying to get cleared. It's what right. what I've heard. Maybe they make him sign a waiver or something since he's not actually medically cleared. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. And maybe he becomes a three first three time champion. Oh, could be. <laughs> I didn't, didn't think about that. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 if Karrion's going to be going to the main roster, I think he's going to lose the title soon. Right. So it could be, it could be against him. And that was pretty much the next team. Yeah. All right. Before we move away from NXT, I just have one thing to say about it. When is Robert Stone moving up to the main roster so he can be run over by the tank again? <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Look, man, I'm scared for Shotzi because I, I, she, she gets a bad rap from a lot of people because of her style and sometimes not hitting the moves quite right so it doesn't look as flawless as it could be. So it, it just scares me that her coming to the main roster, she's just going to get lost in the shuffle as most NXT call-ups do because yeah. of her... I don't even want to say it's lack of experience. It's just Shit happens. I think Sometimes a little bit too early myself. Right. Yeah. She should have stayed in NXT a little longer, but hey. Yeah, and they I'm threw her into the when they make the move or not. Yeah. And they threw her into the tag division where, and she didn't get a chance to work on her individual. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's I, too early I, for the move up. I, I guess too, because she was already in the tag division in the NXT. And the reason Ember Moon didn't come up is because Ember Moon doesn't want to come on the main roster. <laughs> she, she's she's already she's already been there, done that. Right. Yeah. yeah. And she, they, she she's one of those that figured out, hey, next is a better show. Let's stay down here. <laughs> well, I and uh, it has you know, better storyline writers whatever right i mean yeah the reason i mean like we said it before the reason she was out for for over a year was because she she busted her achilles running after the fucking 24 7 title stupid shit yeah yeah i i, I just want to know when that's going to happen and I'm, I'm just scared for shotzi and scared for tegan because not only did they get the name changes air quotes Hmm. It it just never goes right when these moves happen, and I don't think they're big enough names to where this move to the main roster is going to be good for them. Yeah, it's it's not like not like Finn Balor. Yeah, 
Yeah, at least Finn has been there, and he had the universal title thing. Unfortunate how it ended, like we said, but he's he's established himself. Shotzi and Tegan, not so much. Maybe Tegan more than Shotzi, but still not at that level to where they can move over and me be comfortable about it. But hey, maybe they give them the tag titles. Maybe. What do we know? It's it's a new time right now. Hopefully, anything can happen. <laughs> so, yeah, that was some pretty good shit from NXT. Uh, hopefully, this shakeup of the roster isn't gonna affect it too much. I don't think it will, but we'll have to see this coming week. So. Now that we got our moments in there for WWE, I'm going to go ahead and move over to night one of Fighter Fest. Johnny, what'd you think? It, it, it was really good. I mean, you know, we always say this AEW had, has yet to put on a bad show. It's like on the opposite spectrum of, of Raw. Uh, there was just so so much uh, good stuff on this on this episode. The uh, the main event you had a, a coffin match between Darby Allen and Ethan Page, which was was uh, really good. It started off Darby Allen did a coffin drop to Page, but he had a metal plate on his back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, you know he he got to he he got to fly most of the match, and even after he got him in the coffin, got at Darby got Ethan Page in the coffin, uh, so he won the match. But after the match, he got up on the top rope, did a coffin drop through the coffin <laughs> with yeah. Ethan Page still in there. Uh, there was a point in in, in the match where uh, uh, Scorpio Sky came out and tried to and started attacking Darby, you know, trying to do two on one. But then Sting comes out to to save Darby again, and Scorpio and Sting fight get to fight through the crowd. Yep. And it was Scorpio. It was, Scorpio was actually hiding the coffin they brought out. <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He was hiding. That's how. That's how he he got involved. And but Sting took care of him, and, and Darby was able to pick up the win. It was, it was a really good match. Hell yeah! It really was a really good match. Like. Yeah, AEW always putting on great shows, like Johnny said, and Fighter Fest, to me, is pretty much a pay-per-view on TV. Yeah, it, a lot of people have called it that. It it com it's compared to back when when early when WCW used to do the Clash of the Champions, like once a quarter on TV on on TBS. Yeah. But given Darby the main event spot here and Ethan Page, 
I, I just think anybody who gets put into that main event spot is going to elevate their game that night. They're going to oh, yeah. do something they haven't done before. And even though we've seen the coffin drop from Darby many times, the coffin drop into a coffin. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. When he landed, and you could just see the look on Darby's face when he rolled out, and the look on Ethan Page's face while he was still in the coffin. <laughs> you, you know that was just a fucking spot. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. We're going to have to do this. Yeah, we're Who just... Knows? This is for the fans. <laughs> yeah. Who knows how this is going to break apart? Who knows how it's going to react when we land? Right, because that wasn't like a big fancy like WWE Undertaker coffin or casket. That was like a just a like an old wooden wooden coffin. Yeah, so definitely the danger factor there was a little bit more because easily like one part could break off and jab somebody or splinters in eyes, splinters in different areas. Like, there's a lot of shit that could happen. So, I, I give props to them for doing that spot. It was pretty damn cool. So, now that we got Johnny's moment in there, Andrew, what you got? Well, you said the uh, my event brings up their performance level. I think the kickoff match does the same thing. Makes them just that much more intense when they kick off the show. So naturally, I'm picking John Moxley and Carl Anderson for the IWGP United States Championship. (laughs) That's just a great match all the way around. Anderson came out and he had Gallows with him. Gallows tried to get involved. And here come Eddie. (laughs) He takes out... (laughs) Gallows, they fight off to the back. Uh, these, they just put it all on the line. Uh, and Moxley actually retains. He gets yeah. the win. And and now uh, uh, Lance Archer, who uh, John Moxley beat at Wrestling Kingdom 14 back in. For the title. <clears throat> Yeah, back in 2020, before all this COVID shit happened, uh, they fought in a Texas death match at the Tokyo Dome. So now, uh, Lance Archer challenged Moxley to to a Texas death match too this coming Wednesday night in Garland for the night two of Fire Fest. Yes. Hell yeah, that's gonna be some great shit, Lance Archer and Moxley, man. The, the matches they have had have been pretty damn epic. So for them to come back to Texas and do an actual Texas death match in Texas is going to be is from Texas. Badass. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's from Hearn, Texas. Yeah. So Hearn, Texas. A hometown boy. Kind of. Anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> Because Texas is a big freaking place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it, you know how we are, man. It, 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 it takes you as long to get from Dallas to El Paso as it does take you to get to, to, from Dallas to Chicago. That's how big Texas is. It's actually, 
It's actually closer to go to Chicago than it is to go to El Paso. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't personally looked at it, but I would believe it. Yeah, it's just going to be really interesting to see what happens in that match, seeing as Lance Archer is from Texas. Could they do it? And and the, the thing is, they have, they've only advertised four matches for next week's Dynamite, so that means this, this match is going to get some, some time. Hell yeah. It's going to get the time it deserves. They're going to give us the fight we deserve. It, it's going to be fucking amazing. Yeah. I mean, very exciting time next week for Fighter Fest Night 2. Normally, when I choose a moment for AEW, it's from someone I truly like. I, I, I have, I'm like Andrew. I stick to what I like. So mm-hmm. I pick a lot of the same moments or same people every week. This week is going to be a little bit different for me. Normally, you would think I would go with Obviously, Malachi Black. <laughs> That's what I would normally go with. But something different caught my eye this week. Yuka Sakazaki defeating <laughs> Penelope Ford. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. One of the things, AEW has done a lot of great shit. Their women's roster, it, it's I wouldn't say it's been bad, but it was definitely not their main focus on the first year of being a company. Now they're starting to focus on it a little more and develop it a little more. You need more people like Yuka. I I know they have them in the company because of their connection with New Japan and all that shit. So I know they got the people they can work with. But normally in a match like this, I, I would expect Penelope Ford to win. But Yuka was just way too much, man. She's on a different level, and she does it all with a smile on her face. And I she fucking did this, love it. She did this. It looked like a spinning F5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's insane, man. Yeah. I thought that oh, was pretty cool. And actually, that's a perfect way of describing it. The only reason I'm not getting into moments in this match is her style is so different than anyone else in AEW right now that I don't know what to call the moves. <laughs> That's the only reason I'm not pulling up spots here. But yeah, yeah. A the only ass- one I, the only one I actually know the name of is her uh, finisher, which is the Magic Girl Splash. <laughs> yeah, which just with the name itself, I fucking love. But yeah, it's a really <laughs> great move when she hit it. I'm like, holy shit! They're actually gonna get her to defeat Penelope Ford here. They're going to give her the win. It was a little different to give Yuka the win. So, 
Yeah, just the way she threw her shit out there and that she actually got the win. I think that deserved mentioned here. So, hell yeah. That's definitely my moment of the week. It shocked me. I was happy. I felt great with it. So, hell yeah. That would be my moment of the week. Yeah, lots of great shit for AEW, man, like always. And like Johnny said, only four matches have been announced for Fighter Fest Night 2. So, the matches they got, they're going to get some time. And it's going to be a hell of a time. So, uh, One thing I also want to mention, too, a match that that was made, which I'm, I'm, I'm assuming will be in the coming weeks, it's a, a five-on-five match between the elite, which I'm, I'm assuming is going to be Kenny, the Young Bucks, and the Good Brothers against Dark Order, with, uh, which is going to be a, a Hangman along with uh, Stu Grayson, Iwo Uno, and I'm assuming John Silva and Alex Reynolds. That's going to be a great match. And if... If the Dark Order win, uh, Hangman gets a shot at the, at Kenny's title, and two of the Dark Order members, assuming be Silva and, and and Reynolds, will get a shot at the tag titles from the Young Bucks. I can't wait for that match to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, that definitely needs to happen sooner than later because, as exciting as everything is. This Kenny-Hangman rivalry has been going on for a bit. Even though they were tag team champs and the tag team for a while, we knew where it was going to end up. Didn't Kenny say if they if Dark Order loses, Adam leads or something? No, that he just won't ever get a shot at the title. Okay. Yeah. 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 So like the Bobby thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like that, exactly like that, actually. Yeah, I'm really into that as well now that this stipulation has been added. Fucking AEW just doing everything right, you know? And I, I and even though this is a lot of great shit and we say it every single week, the focus right now... <laughs> Actually, all eyes are on WWE because we know AEW is going to kill it. So that's not going to be a surprise there. So all eyes on WWE to see what they're going to do. And all of that could kick off tomorrow night because it the possibilities are there for a lot of really good shit to happen are a lot of really bad, disturbing, (laughs) uneventful, painful, wow, we lost Andrew. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, so, yeah, uh, the focus of of wrestling this week is actually going to be in our backyard in the the, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Because we have money in the base going to be in Fort Worth tomorrow night then monday night raw is going to be in dallas and then wednesday night aw is going to be in garland which is just in in our backyard there he is 
I don't know where I went. <laughs> I look down. I'm not on the show no more. What the heck? We wanted to call it early night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so all the all the main wrestling this week is going to take place in in our area. So, it's going to be a good week. Hell yeah! And like like I was saying, all all could come down to tonight, as far as. Raw being great and how everything's gonna go there tomorrow night. Yeah, that's where it all kicks off. Tonight's so. tonight's slam rusher. Yeah, but and I've already read that and uh, spoilers that uh, both Sean and Arya Davari are backstage, mm-hmm. as well as as other other WWE names. So more on that next week. Yes. Definitely more on that next week. But for now. Hello, everybody. We're back. So we had a couple of issues there during the predictions. We started having it a little bit earlier as well uh, with Andrew getting kicked out, which sometimes it's user error. Sometimes it does it by itself. But now I do believe that it did it by itself because it did the same thing to me. So, unfortunately for this week, there will be no Stump the Brain as he has gone and started doing things with his family already. So, that's going to be it. We're going to have to call it call it a show until next week. Uh, Andrew, any last words? No. <laughs> All right. Well, if you have any questions or comments, wrestling has lost its way at yahoo.com or wrestling has lost its way on Facebook. Uh, we're going to put up the remainder of the predictions or the whole of the predictions on our Facebook page and hope everybody enjoys money in the bank. And we will talk to you all next week. Check it later.